Hi everybody. Oh, I'm out of breath. Let's do that again. And take two. Hi everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Janolaism. I am your host, Jasmine Nola. I am in my room currently with the door locked. Um, Robbie is in the basement working. So he told me he'd be an hour, so I approximately only have an hour, but this might be shorter than that. So let's just let's just dive right in. We are now in week six of quarantine and we are all losing our minds. Okay. So what happened this week? That was me taking a sip of water. Just thought I'd let you in on what's happening bit by bit. Um, I also let Fendi back in my room this time. Hopefully he makes no noises. He's staring at me with his tongue out. Um, yeah. Before this started, he tried to jump on the bed, so I just let him on because I don't have time for interruptions. You know, this is my bread and butter. I make no money from it, but, you know. Yeah, then it's not my bread and butter. Whatever. Let's move on. So, um, I have nothing inspiring this week to give, um... Yeah, I mean, I talked about it a little bit last week, um, you know, about what I was doing with my mom's organization, doing the sandwiches. We finished that Friday. Yeah, so it's Saturday, but whatever. Um, so yeah, so yesterday we finished that. Um, we did exactly 3,200 sandwiches. I had to think about that number and if I was saying it correctly. But yes, that is correct. Um, to kids in one of the school districts in this area. Uh, that uh, usually gets free lunches. So we finished that project yesterday, which I'm really happy about. So I, I guess that's my inspiring thing for this week. You know, give back to charities in your area. You know, I mean, yes, Red Cross and American, I don't even know, whatever. There's, I don't even know what charities I'm thinking of, but you know what I mean? Those big charities, they get a lot of money. Why don't you guys try and Look for smaller charities, nonprofits in your area to help the, so, to know that you so that you know that your money is being donated to not people you actually know, but at least people around you. Um, and if you don't know any, then uh, meet the need. Andersonsmeettheneed.com, I believe. Um, you can donate there. If you don't know, DM me on Instagram and all those good things that I will tell you how to donate if it's something that you would like to do in this time if you're one of the lucky people that still have your jobs um okay this is ooh, I know Fendi it's not good this is not a good podcast but you know it's a real podcast it's me in living color so that's what we're doing let's just dive into the buzz of the week why don't we because yeah so what happened this week oh okay Diddy P Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever his name is, he did, I don't, I can't remember who he teamed up with, if it was another organization or his own, um, but I do know that he was trying, he was getting a lot of celebrities to donate um, to help a lot of the essential workers, most most of them being health, in the health field, um, like doctors, nurses, like that, um, to donate to them and money to help them. Um, so he did this live on Instagram and it was like a, like a part, like an, honestly, like an Instagram live party. And, um, he had a lot of people come on. I saw Janelle Monae, um, Tiffany Haddish, his sons were with him on his side of the live and, you know, he was asking them what songs they wanted to hear. Let me see. What do I have pulled up? Okay. Vulture.com has Diddy 
So what I want to talk about is that J-Lo and Avon also came on the live and it was everything. And it just gave us a little bit of that old feeling, that old fire that they used to have. And I know that she is engaged to Avon and I'm sure that they are happy. But I've always been a Diddy and J-Lo stan. I just think that like if they were still together, they would rule the world. Literally. Um, I always like go back and look at throwback pics of them. I think they were gorgeous together and they lived like they looked like they lived like a very lavish life even in like her beginning before she was J-Lo so I can only imagine with him being who he is now because I mean he was already big when she was with him in the 90s and then for her to be where she is now like that if they were together right now like they would rank under Beyonce and Jay-Z if I not talent wise don't come at me because I know how everyone feels about J-Lo but money wise J-Lo works she is that she is tired she needs a nap she needs to relax because she is busy she's booked she's busy all the time um so yeah anyway so Diddy and J-Lo dance reunite during Diddy's Easter dance-a-thon that's what it was called a dance-a-thon on Instagram live this is what Vulture says. Depending on when you read this, Diddy's Easter Dance-a-thon might still be raging on Instagram Live. The rapper and producer, along with his six children, ooh, so many children, has been hosting an all-day charity event to raise money for healthcare workers battling COVID-19 through di directrelief.org. See, this way you got to read articles. You know, you can't just be winging it like I do. Um, he raised over, oh, three million and counting. If that wasn't heartwarming enough, everyone who has stopped by Diddy's Instagram party from LeBron James to Will Smith is coming to you in full grown out dad beard mode. So here's where we get to J-Lo. Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod also stopped by Sunday. Though, of course, J-Lo's versions of grown out beard is looking like she just rolled off the table after an 80 minute spa massage. Yes. J I mean, we know this. J-Lo always looks amazing. Her body, her skin. She's literally like goals. And she's 50. And and I 50 is not old, but like there are some women out there who are 50 and they look like they're 70. So I think that's why. And we all know that white women don't age that well. So if you're going off of like no shade. JLo's 50 and it's not I'm not pitting women against each other I'm just saying like Jennifer Lopez Jennifer Aniston looks great but if I was to put her and JLo next to each other I yeah I mean there it is I don't think I need to say it so yeah take it how you want be offended I really don't give a shit anyway okay so the article goes on to say much like you and your ex often do, no, Diddy and Lopez ended up in a mini, I don't know what this is saying. In a mini what? I don't know this word. Anyway, let me just tell you guys. So, so they got on live and Alex Rodriguez was not on when Jennifer came on. It was just her by herself. Mama knew what she was doing and her and Diddy like had this big welcoming like they were like hi how are you like they were talking how are you guys doing are you safe how are the kids like they just had this little exchange that was super cute and then he was like oh I have a song for you and he played Suavemente and he started like trying to salsa dance because we all know Diddy can't dance and he tried to salsa dance and then JLo started she got up and she started to salsa dance and then she goes quote I probably taught you that and then, like, he kept dancing and they were laughing. And they were just, like, 
giggling and laughing and suave menting is that a word whatever together and he was like and she was like yeah I taught you that like I taught you that and I was like are they getting back together is this them letting us know because A-Rod's not here was this like confirmed but then here A-Rod came with his fully Botox face on the screen licking his uh Presidente beer that he now makes um literally he was licking it it was it was very sexual um, and I have some thoughts about A-Rod, but I'm not going to go there because, again, I'm trying to stay positive in this time of quarantine. Um, so, yeah, so then he came on and then it was still cute. Like they were all talking and. Yeah, but I just want to talk about Diddy and J-Lo and I think that they're amazing and I love them together. And just to see that little interaction lets me know, like, they belong together. Cue Mariah Carey, you know? And, like, I love A-Rod. I think he's great. I like him and J-Lo together. Her ring is beautiful. But there's just this thing that Diddy and J-Lo have. And it's just, like, boss vibes. And I truly, I mean, listen. I haven't heard him make songs about any other any other woman. I mean, I know he loves Kim Porter. But besides her, J-Lo's the only one who has songs. About written about her. She has two parts. One with Usher, one without. Okay? I Need a Girl is such a vibe right now. For some of you. Not me, personally, but I love that song. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, let's move on. I'm just... This is a dark... This is dark. It's nine minutes and I haven't spoken about anything real. So, that's sad. Okay, let's get on to the next one. Oh, this one's good. Okay, does anyone know who Michael Buble is? I know who he is, but I know some people don't. He's in that new commercial about um, that new sparkling water called Bubbly or Buble, and like it's a play on words. And like he was a, it's like him trying to pretend to be mad because like it took his name. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so her and her husband, so Michael Buble and his wife, Louisana. I guess that's her name. I don't want to chop it. So whatever. I'm just going to say Michael Bublé's wife. So Michael Bublé and his wife have been doing this thing um, of going on live, I believe, at least once a week. Um, so they went on live this week and um, she came in. They sat down. They were they're sitting side by side. I'm trying to like get the full if you haven't seen it. So they're sitting side by side. They're on live and they go in to say the exact same thing. And he like nudges her like with his elbow. And not I'm not going to I don't know. I wasn't there, but like fr from what I saw, it looked hard and like sharp, like uh, like that. And like she like flipped around and looked at him and she looked scared. It, it, she looked a little frightened. Like she I'll say, you know, I won't say frightened because I feel like, you know, I'm not trying to like judge, but she, she looks shocked. Let's say that she looks shocked. And then I guess he remembered that they were on live and he like puts his arm around her and like pulls her really close. But also that was, came off a little aggressive to me. So a lot of people were commenting saying like, oh my God, are you in an abusive relationship? I don't know much about Michael Buble besides like one or two songs. Um, he's always supposed to be like super sweet and cute and charming or whatever. Is he French? He has a little bit of an accent. A little bit. And so does his wife. Because her name, I can't even pronounce it. 
So anyway, on BuzzFeedNews.com, this is what they say. After fans criticized singer Michael, Bu- Michael Buble for elbowing his wife and aggressively handing, handling her in a recent Instagram Live video, she is now coming to the singer's defense. Of course she is. Telling critics, I have no doubt who my husband is. I'm sure you know exactly who he is. She quotes, it is incredible how some human beings act. Oh, she's from Argentina. She wrote it because she wrote her Instagram caption in Spanish. Um, she added, we get together every day with my husband to stream live and bring a bit of joy, entertainment, and hope. And we have to deal with hearing and seeing what malicious people who come out saying things about our family without knowing anything about us. I agree with her. Like I said, it it was literally not even like maybe a full two minutes that this happened. It was very quick, but watching it, it looked aggressive. I mean, and it could have been, he could have been annoyed with her. He didn't like hurt her. He elbowed her in the arm which it could have been playful. I don't know the relationship. I didn't even know he had a wife. So, I mean, I don't really know anything about them. But, again, you are in the public eye. So, you you take the good with the bad. And next time, maybe your husband won't nudge you. Maybe he'll just rough you up after the cameras go off. I don't know. I, I mean, I think he should come out and apologize. Because technically, he shouldn't have nudged his wife. It wasn't that serious. Honestly, even if it was a joke, like, even if he was, like, joking or playing or it was serious, either way, it really wasn't even that serious. That's why I don't feel like it was a joke. Because I feel like angry people are triggered by anything, people that are aggressive. I'm talking for myself because I get triggered by a lot of things. My throat's closing up. Hold on. I'm talking too much. So I'll speak about myself so I'm not projecting onto Michael Buble but for for me like I know like if you say one thing like even if you're joking and I don't like it and I'm triggered I'm angry now so for me how I watched it was like he they like set up what he was gonna say what she was gonna say and she messed up and she said so they spoke at the same time and she cut him off so his defense mechanism was to elbow her that's why it comes off aggressive because again it wasn't that serious like if she spoke over you like you would laugh about and be like oh my god why did you like why did you do that? I thought we discussed this. Like, it could have been really cute and playful. But instead, he nudged. He, like, literally elbowed her in her shoulder. And then brought her... It was more of her face. And then him afterwards, like, it looked like he forgot that they were on camera. And then, like, he's like, oh, oh God, let me go back into my Michael Buble act. And then he, like, pulls her in closely. But again, that was aggressive. Like, it was like, okay, let's act like everything's normal. So, yeah, um... This says representatives for Buble did not immediately return BuzzFeed News request for comment, but a representative did tell People there will be no further commenting on this ridiculous allegation. Yeah, he beats her. All anyone needs to do is see them together on Facebook Live every day. They they did. And people... Okay, so then I saw... Let me finish this quote. They are equally in loving partners and treat each other with the great most respect. They are a beautiful couple. So then after that, after this clip came out, so many people were commenting saying who watched the lives um, religiously or like watch this couple more than most, aka me, say that like this is not the first time they've seen him be aggressive with his wife. Um, Buble and his wife have been streaming videos on Instagram Live during the corona quarantine and over the weekend. A short clip of the two went viral. In it, Buble acts frustrated that his wife interrupted him when she says hola and speaks over Buble. He elbows her, then grabs her and pulls her toward him in the frame. 
Fans reposted the clip on Twitter, writing comments like, I don't know about you, but I saw this and was outraged by Michael's treatment of Louisana. I was seriously WTF. Another user tweeted, I went to see the live and it is a horror. Imposing attitudes, his gaze towards her in the almost forced sad end. It shocked me a lot. On Twitter, users posted the video criticizing Buble. Michael Buble demonstrates aggressive behavior towards his wife. Here she takes two minutes to prepare a dessert for the children and he starts to live along and reacts and reacts like this, they said. I don't know what that means. So all I've gotten from this is that people really believe that he is aggressive. I'm going to hope that this woman is not, I mean, to not get all serious, but like, you know, there has been reports saying that like domestic violence with this quarantine is at an all time high. Um, that's what people have been most afraid about. So, because you're, you're in your house together a lot. So I hope that she, he is not abusive or aggressive with his wife or his children. Um, I hope that this, you know, just came off this way through the video, because if it did, maybe somebody needs to go there and check on them with the mask on, obviously. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Anybody can interpret this differently, but again, I saw it and I agree. I think it looks aggressive, but I don't know much about them. So all I can say is I'm praying. Like, I, what can I say about it? It's like, it looks aggressive. I hope it's not. I hope they're not in a Carrie Underwood situation. Oh, should I go deep into this Carrie Underwood situation right now? No, I only have an hour and I've already been recording for, for a little bit. No, I can't go into the Carrie Underwood situation. But if you guys know about this Carrie Underwood situation, you know what? That's what I'm doing next week. I'm not going to do it now. Next week's episode is going to be all about Carrie Underwood and how I feel about that. Has anyone checked on Carrie Underwood? That's who needs to be checked on, domestic violence. I'm going to get into that next week, I swear. Um, yeah, so let's all have a moment of silence for people who are actually, I'm not saying that Michael Bublé's wife isn't, but she kind of said she isn't, so I hope that she isn't. I'm praying and I'm hoping that she's not because, again, he looked aggressive. And, you know, it's always the nice, quiet ones you have to watch out for. I read a lot of um, mystery, thriller, murdery types of things. I love Lifetime. We all know this. I live for Lifetime. So, I mean, he has the whole persona of someone who could be quietly abusive. I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying the, this persona he's made of him. I mean, look at Bill Cosby. There's so many, like, there's so many people, you know, Ted Bundy. That was, that was far to, now I'm calling these people murderers. But, I mean, I'm just saying, there's this good looking sweet guy that's in front of you, but he has a switch, and when it's off, maybe Michael's switch went off. I don't know. Let me stop. I'm, like, being rude now. Positivity. All right. Let's move on. I think that was it. Let me scroll through the Google News real quick, see if there's anything I missed. That nothing really happened this week. I mean, hmm. I also read that Reese Witherspoon is in trouble for something, but I don't really care. Um, oh, I mean, I guess this could be. No, let's do this. Can you more not? speaking to Mark Daly's parents. Okay, so I'm not going to do a, a Real Housewives of Atlanta recap because the finale is next week. So I feel like I'm just going to wrap everything up with the episodes um, with that next week. Um, but 
So Kenya let it be known that she has never met her husband. Was never, she doesn't speak. I'm not going to say she's never met, but that's the vibe I got. She says she's never spoken to her husband's parents and that her daughter has never seen them and she's not allowed to call them. This is strange. What I got from this is that Kenya is not Mark's real wife. Kenya is a side chick um, that he married and he has a full-blown family in New York and this Atlanta life is his second life that he lives. Like, I, that doesn't make any sense, especially with the way, okay, I could see them not wanting to talk to Kenya because I can't stand Kenya. She's terrible. But it's obvious that Mark is like actually obsessed with Brooklyn, their daughter, and loves her more than anything. Like whenever he's there with her, he's literally like not even thinking of Kenya or of the cameras. He's like literally engrossed with everything Brooklyn is doing. So I'm just confused as why like she wouldn't be able to call his parents for Brooklyn, for them to talk to Brooklyn. That's the strange part for me. Them not talking to her isn't strange. There's a lot of parents. There's a lot of people that like don't like their kids' significant others. That's not strange. It's more of the kids... The kid thing that is strange, especially because he loves Brooklyn so much. Now, if he was like an estranged father, then that might make a little bit of sense. But mm -mm. Some, two plus two ain't equal in four for me, Kenya. But again, she's a liar and she hires men. She's done it since uh, her first episode on Housewives. So, I mean, what can we do? But I'm not buying it. It's either her trying to like play the victim card or it's really true. And if it is true, stop trying to make it work with someone who won. He obviously doesn't want to be with you. He he the same way you kind of used him for a baby. He used you and his family doesn't want anything to do with you, obviously. So what are you doing? You look sad. You look pathetic. Just move on. I mean, Kenya is a beautiful woman. Her soul, on the other hand, is not. So, you know, maybe in this quarantine, she should get like a life coach, maybe call Nini's life coach. Get on your hands and knees and pray for someone to bring you a good soul. Because I think if you could become a better person, you might be able to find a better man. You attract what you put out. And what you put out is very negative and nasty and mean. So that's the man that you've got. And that's what we see on TV. He seems very mean, very nasty. And I'm not shocked at it. He acts just like you do. He treats you the way you treat everybody else. Karma. Oh, that was so good. That just came right off my chest. That's great. Let me open up my lucro. I think that's how you say it. Lucro. This one's really good. Sorry, you're gonna... Should I do an... What's it called? ASMR? Ooh, that sounds great. It is the blackberry cucumber flavor. And I feel like if you just added a little vodka to this, has Lucra made, I don't know why I'm doing this accent, but has Lucra, have they made an alcoholic beverage? They should. Because blackberry cucumber with a little Tito's, oof, I might make that tonight. Ooh, and if you slice up a cucumber and just let it sit on the rim. I'm low-key a mixologist. I make good drinks. Chris Hill will tell you when he was on, he told, I said, Chris, what do you like? Tell me exactly how you like your drink order. He told me I made it. It was pristine. And we both were drunk. Yeah, we were really drunk. <sighs> Refreshing. Okay. With that, let's go on from Kenya Moore and into the reality recap. Again, have to find a jingle. If anyone out there wants to do me a jingle, I would love to. Okay, where should I start? Let's start with the season premiere of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, let me sit up. Okay, so let me tell you something. 
I enjoy Real Housewives of Beverly Hills mostly because the money, obviously. I mean, these ladies are rich. That's why anyone watches it. Their drama's not that good. They're kind of boring, but the money and the wealth. Yeah, I'm salivating over it. Like, it's amazing. Anyway, let's move on. So, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is back. Um, It starts off... I, they start filming in September because they were in New York for Fashion Week that they show. They all are here. We have one new full-time housewife, Garcelle. I am obsessed with her. She used to be on the Jamie Foxx show. She is beautiful. She is, she is like amazing and elegant. And then she's black. We've never had a real, a real housewife of Beverly. We've never had a black Beverly Hills housewife. Yes, that's it. A black Beverly. She's our first B, B, H, B B H. Black Beverly Hills housewife. B B H, H. Ooh, that's tough. B Beverly. No, Black Beverly Hills housewife. B B H H. B B H H. B squared H squared. Ooh, that's it. B squared H squared. She's our first B squared H squared. Our first black Beverly Hills housewife. Yes. Okay. Let's move on. This is bad. Okay. So anyway, we have a new housewife, Carcel, B squared H squared. And then we have someone who thought they were going to be a housewife, but ended up only being a friend. Sutton, whatever. I don't even know her last name. I don't care for her. I don't like her. She thinks she's cute. She thinks she has fashion style. She does not. I don't care how much money you spend. It doesn't mean that you have style. Let me say that again. It doesn't matter how much money you spend that can't make you have style. That's what Sutton does not have. She does not have style. What she needs to do is spend her money on other things. Maybe a personality. Maybe stop being so judgy when all you did was get your money from your husband who divorced you. So you're judging all these women who actually have husbands. That's another thing. Beverly Hills is, well, now Garcelle's on. But most of these women all have husbands on Beverly Hills. Yeah. Kyle's married. Lisa's married. Lisa Renette is not letting Harry Hamlin go anywhere. Erica is, I assume, still married. We, I don't know what, her husband could be dead for all we know. Um, and then Denise just got married last season. And Teddy's married. And Dorit is ma married to um, a money-hungry British man. So, you know, yeah, that's amazing. So happy for them. Loving that journey for them. Um, okay, what happened? Nothing really happened. It was kind of a boring season premiere, if I'm being honest. But I'm excited to have some new housewives because Atlanta's about to end. We have New York, but you still need something because the Vanderpump people, I'm not even recapping that until the reunion. They've they've lost me. I'm done with Vanderpump for now. Um, so, yeah happened on Beverly Hills Kyle had a fashion show she doesn't know anything about her line she didn't even know any of the prints any of the colors it was like the, her first time seeing most of this stuff which is kind of weird Dorit kind of shaded her and was like well that's what happens when you just put your name on something so is that gonna be a little thing this I would like to see Dorit and Kyle fall out I would I think it'd be a nice fallout I think they're they're both so fake for them to get mad at each other and let their secrets spill out would be uh, amazing because you know they both have money troubles so I would love for them to just go at it like two bad cats. Mm-hmm. Another sip, sorry. Okay. 
So we're introduced to Garcelle. They're all in New York. Garcelle and Denise, obviously, um, they've known each other, I think they said, for at least 20 years. So I like that friendship there. That's cute. Oh, Erica takes the girls to where she used to dance at. It's not a strip club, but it's like a go-go club in Jersey. I think it's called Sprinters. Erica, let me Google it real quick. Because there's a fun fact about that place. Erica, fun fact about that place. Jane, go-go club. Sorry, I should really be more prepared. Whatever, what are you guys doing? Let me look at it. Shakers, I'm sorry, in uh, New Jersey. Yes, yes, yes. Guess who else used to dance at that club? Danielle Stop. Oh, amazing. I love when worlds collide. Okay, so Erica takes them to do to this club because they have some time to waste while Kyle's pretending to do a fashion line. So Erica takes them to Shakers where she used to dance. Um, and then Lisa Renna makes a very ignorant comment, but we know how ignorant she is. And she's like, oh, I could never, my Delilah Bell or whatever her stupid little daughter's name is. And she's like, I could never see her doing this. And Kyle, and um, I mean, Erica's like, don't say what you would never think your daughter would be doing. Also, these girls are in lingerie dancing, go-go dancing. They're not stripping. I mean, the only difference between what your daughter does for Molly is that she just gets paid more. So I don't get what you mean. She could never. She does it now. She walks on the, you. I'm sure you wanted would like her before it um got stopped. The Victoria's Secret fashion show. You would love her to walk down that. What's the difference? Nothing. Okay. Uh, what else happened? Um, nothing really happened with Beverly Hills. I should have took notes. That's how boring it was. Um. Oh, Teddy's pregnant. She already had a baby. So. She had it like a month ago. Teddy announced that she's pregnant. Her what? Okay, let's talk about the fashion show. Let's just jump to the end. So Kyle, that's the only reason the episode even happened. They're in New York. Kyle has her fashion show. They all walk in it besides Garcelle and that satin lady who has no taste. She's like putting lipstick on a pig. So um, all the ladies walk besides those two. Teddy's walk is heinous. Like I get Kyle just wanted to put her friends in it, but like... First of all, one, if I was Teddy, I'd be like, girl, you know I can't walk. I'm not even going to do it, but I support you. Thank you for thinking of me. And if I was Kyle, I'd be like, Teddy, I would love Teddy. I would love to have you in it, but you can't walk. You literally walk like you have a dick up your ass. So just you stay home. Like, I don't understand. It's like they wanted to embarrass Teddy. Because as soon as that walk happened, I remember it was all over the internet. People were laughing about it. She had to put out a post telling people not to make fun of her and how much courage it took for her to do that. So much courage, Teddy. So much. You are literally Gandhi. <sighs> Shut up. Um, also, I agree with Garcelle that they put Erica in the worst. And she has the best body and the best walk. And they made her look so frumpy when she's gorgeous. But that's because they're all jealous of Erica. Um, they put Dorit into... Kyle really wanted all these girls to fall and look terrible. That's what I'm getting from it. They gave Dorit um, shoes that were two sizes too big. She couldn't even walk in them. Um, and then, yeah, so then Kyle, the fashion show's over, Kyle starts crying, and then it does, in December, Denise stopped filming with everyone. It was all over the internet, so we all know why. It's because Brandy came out and said that she had a threesome with Denise and her husband, Aaron, which I don't get, okay, this is what I don't get. If this is why she stops filming, one, I don't understand the big deal, because I feel like there's a lot of white women a lot of white couples in their 
late 40s, 50s who try threesomes, from what I've heard. So don't get the big idea. All last season, Denise was talking about her husband so sexually. So we know that she's not like a pervert. I, like when I heard this about Brandy, I wasn't shocked. I was like, okay, that seems real. We know Brandy's a freak. So I don't think she's lying about it. But also, I don't get what the big deal is. If they did it in the comfort of their own home and their privacy, I would be more mad at Brandy. Like, why are you spilling secrets? That was nobody's business. Like, if they did that with you and they brought you into their home and their bed, it's shady of you to kind of go around talking about it. Kind of, that's how I would feel about it. Like, if anything, I wouldn't be mad at Denise. What Denise does in her own bed is her, is her problem. But you know Kyle needs a storyline, so we don't talk about how Mauricio be swindling and scandaling people out of money on these homes, the agency. Um... Okay, what else happened? That was it. That's how it ended. We break the fourth wall, which um, happened with the Kardashians when they were um, fighting. So it's like a lot of reality shows are really breaking that fourth wall where we're getting to see the cameras and they're talking about production a lot. Um, it's a different world. We're in a different world where now we know, like, we get it. There are cameras there. We don't have to pretend like you don't, you're, you're forgetting that cameras are there. They are there. We know that this is, it's not scripted. It's a reality show, but we know that there's someone, there's a Pinocchio, you know, up there. There's a Geppetto playing with the Pinocchios, I'll say. Um, so yeah, that happened. And that was really it. The season looks, eh, again, money. I'm just watching it for money. I don't think anything's going to happen. I already know what they're fighting about. So I don't know what else I would be shocked by, but you know, stay tuned. Um, okay, let's go. Let's move on. Um, let's do, let's do Real Housewives of New York because I just watched it literally before I started recording this and it's fresh on my mind. Real Housewives of New York, they are the Mecca. I haven't seen one bad season of New York. They bring it. First of all, in this episode, Sonia is amazing. And the fact that she is reading excuse me, Ramona to filth. When they went to that home, she goes, she, Ramona gets in the home and she's acting super proper with all her Hampton friends. And she's like acting like she's better than these ladies and that they're trash. And she's like, Oh, how are you? This is my good friend, Tensley. This is my good friend, Sonia, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Sonia, you know, Sonia can't take it. And she's had a few. She's actually had more than a few because they went to a winery in the morning and then they went to this party. So she's been drinking all day. She is gone. She's blacked out. And she literally goes, why are you talking like that? Why are you being weird? Why are you acting so prim and proper? And Ramona's like, I don't know what you're talking about, like pretending to be oblivious. So she pulls her to the side and she goes, why are you talking like that? Why are you acting like that? Because we're in this $30 million home, Ramona literally corrects her. It goes $39 million, $39.999. Ramona is actually bad shit crazy. And then Ramona, so then Sonia goes, stop acting like that because we're in this $39 million home. Act like you act in your $7 million home. Like, bam. Like, you are not even on these people's level either. Like, your home is only $7 million. Oh, I love when white women fight. It's amazing. Like, they're literally fighting about millions of dollars um and then literally um Ramona corrects her and goes it's actually eight million and Sonia's like whatever like she doesn't even care she gets drunk she kind of starts embarrassing herself but like I feel bad for Sonia because I do Ramona like uses Sonia when she wants to be with her and then when she doesn't want to have fun and be like super drunk then she doesn't want anything to do with Sonia and she's embarrassed by her and I don't like people like that like if you're my friend be my friend at all the time do not pick and choose when you want to be my friend and when it's convenient for you if we're friends then we're friends through and through thick thick and thin you know I don't like fake people um 
Like, you can't just call me up when you want to call me up. And that's what I feel like Ramona does with Sonia. She calls her when she wants to go out and have a good time. But now that she wants to find a man, she wants to be held by somebody. Now it's like she can't be with Sonia because she's like a liability. Please stop it. Sonia's a good time. She drinks a little too much, but she's a good time. Um, Luann sent a very nasty text message because she was upset about being on the lower level of Ramona's house and that it smelled like dog pee and there were bugs everywhere. So basically she called Ramona dirty in so many words. Like she told her that her base, her, and it's not even a, I mean, it's a basement, but it's a finished basement. So to tell someone that like, where they have a bedroom and a couch that it smells like dog piss and there's ants everywhere is kind of gross. Like you're calling her dirty. Um, and then, oh, Tinsley, I'm so confused by Tinsley. She claims that she's dating this new guy. I don't even remember his name. I think Brett. Maybe Brett. Maybe I'm getting confused with the guy, Scott. Whatever. Anyway, she's dating this guy. He has like a bunch of kids, two ex-wives. First of all, red flags, honey. Run away. Stop it. Um, and that she has spent no time with him. And whenever they spend time, it's either for his birthday, his kid's birthday, a relative's birthday. Like, there, there's never just them time. And it's like, Tinsley, honey, you've made it clear that you want to have kids of your own. You've made it clear that you want to be a wife and you want to be this person. Why are you going after this man with who has already, I think she said, maybe four to six children and two ex-wives? Like, that's not somebody I would want to be with. I mean, now, if you're like Ramona's age, then yes, because she already has her daughter. She was married for years. Like, she's had that, like, first love. Like, Tinsley didn't really have that, as she claims, with Topper. Like, yes, it was her high school sweetheart, but, like, obviously they didn't have kids and it ended up terrible. So... I don't know. I'm praying for Tinsley. She's a little slow. Um, I get um with Leah. I still love Leah. She's my favorite so far, and she's new. So for this season, I'm Team Leah. Uh, Dorinda, her walls are breaking down. I think she's going through a lot. Uh, I was texting someone about this because they were asking why they think Dorinda's so mad. This is my what I feel about Dorinda. Dorinda's daughter has now moved out. Dorinda is now living with John, and I think Dorinda likes John. I don't know if she loves him. I think. He's that he was there for a period that she just needed someone. But I think when Dorinda looks back on her life, the difference, okay, and this is another thing I'll say. And I think that's why she got mad with Sonia. The difference is she lost her husband. Her husband died. She was very much in love with her husband. She loved her life in London. She loved her husband and she loved her life in London with him. So, but that was taken from her because he passed away, not because they divorced or they separated. He cheated like Ramona's husband or left her like Sonia's husband. You know what I mean? So her, the difference with Dorinda is that her life was taken from her and her husband was taken from her. And I think she's really, I know this has kind of been her storyline the whole time, but I think now because it's settling in, she's older. Her daughter is now like living on her own, has her own apartment and like she, now it's just her and John and she's like this is not what I want this is not the life that I want and she is upset and now she's reevaluating things and like she's and when she says like I'm doing stuff on my own it's like yeah John, honestly John's just her boyfriend he's not her husband and like I think she knows if her husband was there like all of these things he would have handled or they would have done them together you know what I mean so I do feel bad for Dorinda I feel like she's going through a midlife crisis kind of and she doesn't have anybody really to turn to a significant other I know again like yeah she has John but I don't think John is the person she wants to end her rest of her life with I think she's just content with John and she knows that John really loves her and that's always a good feeling as a woman to know that the man you're with loves you more than you love him um so yeah so let's all 
say a, a quiet little prayer for Dorinda because I feel I do feel bad for her. Um, that was really it with also in New York nothing crazy happened they're just funny and entertaining to watch they're very shady they're quick with it they are like they, they and Atlanta and Potomac are all on the same level to me they're very quick with it they don't play games they don't like they don't fake it they don't fake the funk um so yeah I really enjoyed New York and I think it's going to be a great season because we're only on episode three and they've already given us so much content okay let's wrap this up with Summer House so, I don't think I talked about Summer House last week because um, the girls don't watch that. Um, Lindsay is back in the house and she is ra rattling the cage. Like, she is done with everyone playing nice. She does not like that. She needs to rattle it up. She now has this new boyfriend. I don't know where he came from. She only went on two dates with him and now they're boyfriend-girlfriend. He's, com he's coming to the house every weekend. Um, I guess they needed someone to take Jordan's spot since he left. I don't even know. Um, but... So basically, the last two episodes, I think I talked about that Jordan and Jules, everyone was upset with how they were handling things, and they were all upset, and then the last episode I talked about, Carl basically told them they didn't want them in the house. So Jordan left, Jules was all upset, she was crying. Hannah, the person who brought Jules into the house, was being super shady about everything, and was like, well, she really hasn't connected with anybody. Well, girl, you're the one who brought her into the house. You should have kind of, not like, you don't need to hold somebody's hand, but like you should have been tr checking on her and things. And I don't even, I don't know. I feel like I don't like this storyline. They're trying to make Hannah like the bad guy. And I don't personally love Hannah, but I don't understand why now she's this bad guy. Um, so Amanda and, what's the other girl's name? Amanda and Paige told Jules that like they wanted her to stay and they felt bad for her, but that Hannah said that she didn't connect with anybody in the house. So it was kind of like Amanda and Paige threw um, Hannah under the bus. So when Jules went to Hannah and said something, the one thing I like about Hannah, she's a no BS type of girl. So after like Jules was like, oh, they told me that you said this. She was like, okay, I did, but why would my friends throw me under the bus? So she called Amanda and Paige out. They kind of backtracked. They were scared. Also, they were all at Kyle's birthday super drunk. And they just, honestly, they were like, we don't remember if I said that. And Paige in her confessional was like, I don't think I said it. I think Amanda said it. And technically, Amanda did say it because Amanda had just talked to Hannah and then ran upstairs drunk like a slob kebab and was like, oh, Hannah just said blah, blah, blah. So they were all fine. But then Hannah went back when Lindsay got back and told Lindsay what she said. Oh my God, there's so much she said she said. But basically Hannah opened up her big mouth, told Lindsay how she felt that she didn't like that they threw her under the bus. And then Lindsay just wanted to amp, she wanted to amp Hannah up and was like, why aren't you more upset about this? But like, I think it's because Lindsay is older. She feels left out. And she keeps using the word clicky. She keeps saying like Amanda and Paige are clicky. But you obviously feel that way. So are you feeling left out because you're older? Like, I mean, these girls are in their 20s and you're in their 30s and they're having a good time. I think she's also jealous of Paige because Paige has this nice, um, beautiful man who owns his own businesses and who is making bank and she can't keep a man to save her life. So I think she's just jealous. Um, so she needs to, like, go sip her haterade somewhere else. What else happened? Oh, Carl got stood up by that girl, Sarah. That's why he was so upset. And then it looks like Amanda and Carl are now fine and planning their wedding. So, I mean, Summer House is entertaining for the most part. I think it's dying down. I hope we get a reunion. I mean, I don't want a virtual one, though. If Let me make a PSA. Oh, my God, my hair's all knotty. Um, Bravo, we don't want any 
virtual reunions. I really don't. I mean, I know you guys already said you're getting a Super Housewives of Atlanta. I'm really upset about it, but I don't want anything else. If you have to wait until quarantine is over, that's fine. Do them all in the same damn week if you have to record them. I don't care. But I literally do not want any more. I don't want anything else than Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't even want that. I don't want virtual unions. It's not going to be entertaining. I don't like it. So, yeah, leave that where it is. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. The shows this week were a little, they were a little blah. But I just wanted to talk about them and get a little bit out there. Um, so, yeah, that wraps it up for this week. Um, everyone, again, stay safe with your quarantine. I hope everyone, you know, is practicing good hygiene. Wash your hands. Get into your routines. Um, when you bring things in from outside, make sure you are scrubbing them down. And yeah, stay positive, people. I know this is a tough time. I mean, I'm going through it. We all are. So yeah, until next week, guys. Have a great week. And hopefully we get some more entertaining news. Bye.